I never thought that that was possible for me. You know, I was always the skinny, the skinny dude that, you know, I, I always thought I wanted to do that or I, I could do that one day, but you don't, you don't put in the work. You just say I can do that. And you ain't really, you ain't really doing nothing, you know, putting in the work to do it. So when I, when I, when I put them up, it was a big deal for me. It's still a big deal to this day. I rely on that to say, you know what, whatever it is that I want to do, I know I could do it because that was something that I know that at the time I didn't think I could do and I did it. Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. And anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And today's discussion is titled Boy Meets World. And we talk with Dwight and how he had to trust his senses and also lean on past experiences to catapult his future success and how he gets up every day to get this work. Also, make sure that you never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe or follow button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. So thank you for your support, feedback, and your ratings. Now let's get into it. So yeah, that's how the journey is for me. The journey continues; it never stops. It don't start. It don't. It don't. It don't begin in the mud. It don't end in the mud. You know, and you gotta figure out when, when you get to the top. You know, that's when. And you don't want to stop. You don't even want to stop there. You know, you want to keep on going. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm. That's where my life journey is right now. To keep on going. I love that. Could you could you say a little bit more? Because you said something uh, that I thought was super powerful. You said it may not affect this sense it may be another sense so in terms of that struggle where it impacts you oh yeah you know the, the struggle is going to test all your senses and you know the, and i think the first one is always going to test is your 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 belief and your uh and your sight because if you don't see it you don't believe it you know what i'm saying that's that's how it is with, with with a lot of human beings so for me it test it was like all right i'm in the mud i can't really see a way out so my vision is my, my vision is flawed so now i got to figure it out i got to figure out a way to kind of trust and, and get in there. And then another place when you when you're really going through it, it's gonna test your 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 sense of feel. And um, when I say feel, I mean emotion, how you deal with emotions and and your feelings and, and certain things like that. And then you know when you're going through it, it's always going your sixth sense is another sense that you're gonna have to kind of put to the test and that's your faith. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of those, a lot of your senses are always gonna get tested through life. So you got to kind of figure out, strengthen, strengthen a lot of your senses, strengthen your sense in, uh, in faith in God, and, you know, you'll make it through. Hey, man, you ain't going to be on here getting me all emotional and stuff, though. I, can't, I, ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't trying to do that, man. You know, it sounds it sound like what you're talking about, boy. You hit me. You hit me. Now, now obviously, like, for real, Dwight, like, you've been, you, you, you've had a journey. To hear you speak like that, you on another level. I always said it, like, you know, the way, the way that, I want to push conversations in, in the way that I see growth through, like at least through certain types of relationships that you have is you got to be able to learn from each other. It's not like just one person learning um, and then the other person just like, you know, pretty much teaching. So from your perspective, like let's take a step back real quick and be like, like okay, what framed the way that you're thinking? Because like we talking about boy meets world, right? And right. obviously I ain't, I'm not calling you a boy at this point in time, but like I, I want you to Tell me like the difference in like how you were thinking and then how you think now. And then like, what was that tipping point? What was that inflection point that got you to where you are? So a lot of my decisions, like I didn't, I didn't uh, respect consequences. Mm. So that's where, that's where it became, uh, 
where you become consequences don't really affect you. It they 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 happen and then you know you you uh, you say you learn from them, but they don't really have an uh, effect on your life. So it got to the point where I had to suffer a consequence that was a was a big consequence that wasn't going to be a you know slap on the wrist or wasn't going to be a, a well let me talk to you sit you down real quick because I don't want this to happen it's like all right well this is happening and now you have to learn from it so that's where it began it began from you know made bad decisions and had to suffer the consequences from it and it wasn't something that I was going to in a couple in a couple hours you know feel like all right well it's done now let me let me make another decision and because at this point now you're learning that all right now every decision that I make I have to you know kind of think about the the lasting consequences of it you know anticipate what's going to come from this before I make any decision the anticipation is something that you kind of grow and learn all right this is coming up so let me let me figure out the best decision to make before something happens so that's kind of where I learned that from right there you mind if I jump in with a question go ahead jump in so Dwight, I, I got to ask this because this is the one thing that I can't even pretend like I, I, I have good insight on. Growing up, we didn't have uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of the social media stuff. So when we was young and when something crazy would happen, the, the, the quote unquote, what they call it bullying now, the cyber bullying, that was when we was joking on each other. It wasn't as big and widespread. So now you make a mistake and all these people in your circle can get wind of it. You know, somebody drop a video on your picture or something like that. You mentioned emotions. So I'm tying that back now. How do you, or how did you, especially growing up, having access to whether it's a Facebook or Instagram or something like that, deal with the fact that somebody could put you on blast at any moment about something that you may have done and you not feel the need to respond emotionally or did you respond to situations via uh, social media emotionally? Um, so for me, I'm a, like, I, I'm always, I can say this, I'm a different type of person. So when it comes to social media, I'm not really a social media person. Okay. I, don't be, I don't believe in like, you know, like it, it don't, it don't really affect me in a way. Like I'm a real personal person. So when I see you and I see how your face look, when you say something, when I hear the tone in your voice, that's how I get a read on where you really stand. So, okay. But, you know, for me, I would definitely tell you, though, it's been it's been definitely scenarios where I have acted where I where I felt like I was where I was forced to act in aggression because I feel, I just felt like, all right, that's the only choice I had and not really understanding that aggression is only one sense to feel. That's not that's not that doesn't that doesn't have to be your only choice. You know what I'm saying? When you got it, when you approaching something. That's interesting. So can you can you go into that a little bit more? And I'm asking that because I got a 13 year old. And he, I, one day him and his friends was kind of joking on each other, but one of the friends got the best of them. And emotionally, I could tell in that moment, he didn't know what to do with it. And he got into his feelings about it. So I had to sit him down and had a, a similar conversation like what you're saying. Like, do you even know this person? You don't even know this dude for real. He's a friend of a friend. And you're allowing his words to hit you where they mean that much to you. Instead of just being like, we just joking on each other. He don't know me. And then being cool with that. So that's what I worry about that a lot of times because it seems like dudes, dudes, you know, when we get into it, we get into it. Some, right. Somebody going to fight. Somebody might die. 
it's real consequences to us getting into it. So that's why I was curious when you say that. And I know it's hard because you weren't a real social media guy, but just looking at the people around you, you know, like what in the world is a, is a 13, 14 year old supposed to do when men are supposed to act this way, but you're still just a kid. Oh, uh, you see it. You see it all the time. You see it now when, especially like it's a different age now. So you see now you see an 11 year old or 12 year old with a gun. That don't even they don't even understand that all right just because somebody says something to you that don't mean you run straight to the gun mm-hmm. so you know growing up I, you see a lot of time where you know somebody might be joking and then you might you might you might crack a joke on somebody and next thing you know you're getting teamed up on yep. and then you're like oh man I, I, it don't matter what i said at this point everybody laughing at you yep yep how it's, it's on the inside you like man i can't really man what like now now you're feeling like down and you feel like a sucker so you're like, now I got to, now I got to open, overcompensate for what's really going on in a situation that's really happening that, you know, only going to last when you don't realize only last a day at school, the next Facts. day you go to school, the next day it's going to be another person, yep. but you don't, you don't understand that. So now you're like, all right, well now you're in your feelings. Now you, now you, now you fighting against suspended from school. And now, now you, now you setting a record, a, a, a trend for yourself that's going to follow you. And I was like, all right, when, now when you go to the next grade or, or the next school, they're like, all right, this dude has been suspended twice, or you know, he got a he got he excess in fights. So it's like, all right, man, you know, now you setting you setting the stage for yourself, especially when you get out of school. Now it's like, all right, I've been doing this for so long, it ain't really um, it ain't really it don't, that stuff don't translate well once you leave high school. Mm. So you know, now you now you now you dealing with bigger bigger problems and bigger consequences that if you don't know how to you know, circumvent that and minimize it and say, all right, you know, this is not really as big. The response to this don't deserve as big of a, as a, as an action as in, you know, pulling a gun out on somebody. But you see it all the time, especially nowadays when it's so, it's so quick for, you know, for somebody to just lash out. Yeah. That's what, that's what social media is all about. It's the instant gratification. Yep. So, Hey Dwight, let me uh, pull back real quick because there was a conversation that me and Joe were having and uh, we were reaching like the point where we were like, okay, what was the transition? Like, when did I become a man? And I feel like for me, there were many times in my journey, like even before I turned 10 that I was like, okay, I'm transitioning to become a man. Um, there were times where I'm like, Hey, I'm the man of the house because I'm the oldest male in the house. So I'm a man. But then I look back and I'm like, ah, nah, I wasn't a man then. This situation put me into man status. And the last time that I was able to rest on that, it was like, I felt like I didn't really become a man until after I had a child. From your scenario, I want you to like paint that picture. Like the first time you felt like, okay, you know what? I'm crossing that line to be that boy to that man status. And then now when you say like, okay, from that first situation, do you still feel like that? Or would you say like what you're achieving right now puts you at man status? So uh, for me, I'll say it began maybe, um, you know, what I say is when I became, when I felt like I was really becoming a man is when, uh, I guess a lot of people don't know this, but you pretty much put me under your wing and uh, uh, pretty much uh, took me to the gym with you. And we used to go to the gym and, um, uh, it used to be something that I just, I, I was like, all right, it, it's, I like it, but I, I wasn't seeing the, the I, I wasn't seeing the muscle and I wasn't seeing growth from it. So I was like, man, I don't know if I can stick through this. 
And then when I started, um, you started uh, saying this this phrase, it was like, let's get this work. And it kind of just stuck with me. And it was like, you know what? No matter what it is, I got to just like say, you know what? Let's get this work. And then when I started waking up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, all right, I'm waking up four, four o'clock in the morning before anybody even close to being up. And then at this point in time, I was, I was, I was enrolled in uh, at Nashville State and I didn't have a car. So I would leave that we would leave the gym at five o'clock in the morning. I had class at six and I would walk to Nashville State. And I realized, you know what? It, when I started realizing my focus, my priorities were weren't weren't about, you know, hanging out with friends. It was more about where do I, I always used to say, where do I see myself when I'm 30? And I got everything I want to do right now. I got to make sure I'm putting them steps in. And no matter what it is, like, it was like you know what? I'm, can't nobody really tell me anything because, you know, I'm putting my, I'm, I'm, I'm my priorities straight. I'm, I'm in school and I'm not telling, I'm not letting nobody tell me no because I don't got a car or anything like that. So those are kind of the things where I was like, you know what, can't nobody tell me anything. And then you realize, all right, the, 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 the it's a larger picture than that. So now you, you expand, you're like, all right, well, now I need to start working on making some, making some money and getting finances in. And then you realize, all right, now you get a good job. You, you, you think you got a good job because you're making a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars you know, $300 a week or something like that. You're like, all right, I'm making good money. I can buy Jordans. And I'm like, all right, I'm buying Jordans now. So now I feel like I'm more of a man. And then next thing you know, you, you, you broaden the picture out again. And you're like, well, it's 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 a, it's bigger than just, you know, 25000 a year. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's more of it's, it's people out here that's doing more than that. So where's where's my more? And then every, ever since then, it's like, all right, what's my larger picture? Where's my larger picture? And that's that's kind of where... So every, you know, every, every few years, you know, you get that larger picture show up in your life. And just like you said, you know, you thought you, you, you thought you was a man at 13. And then recently, you know, to me, you've been a man my, pretty much almost my whole life. Thanks for that story too. I think part of it for me is just like, I always want to prove to myself that I can do more. Right. And, and the way that I look at it is I move through life in different stages. So, um, if you had to think about it from the standpoint of, let's say I'm, I'm Ten years old and being the man of the house for a specific time, or um, fourteen years old and I'm working and I'm helping out with the bills, and then sixteen, seventeen years old and I'm paying the mortgage. You know, like those types of things might hit you a little bit if you're like, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing certain right, things, but it's like how can I take it from where I'm at right now? to keep growing and do more. And then all the time, I think part of the way that I kind of called it out from Joel, cause I'm not gonna say you're not a man. You know what I mean? For you, I'm not gonna say you're, you're not a man. I can't say that. For me, it was like, I'm doing a lot of things for a lot of people. They could probably do it for themselves. True. Then I look at somebody that can't do anything for me and I'm like, okay. Now, no matter what, it's all on me. You know what I mean? And, and, and when yeah. I look at it like that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I crossed that line. I can never like take a day off. Like that whole thought process of let's get in this work. Let's get this work. It's like, we have to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like what we are about to approach in life is about to be so big that we can't even see it right now, but we're going to miss it. If we miss this work, that discipline, let's get up at four o'clock in the morning and let's get it while everybody's sleeping. It's, it's something that we're chasing right now. We don't even know what we're chasing, but we're about to get it. And you can't, you just going off of, like, look, I'm going to put this work in now and the outcome is going gonna, gonna to be better. It's going to be greater than, you know, where I'm at now. And that's all I care about. 
I remember, I remember I used to hit you up in the middle of my shift, man. I'm like, hey, man, what you doing, man? You ain't been doing nothing, man. You been sitting around chilling. You better, hey, you better move around. You're like, I've been moving. I've been moving. I've been getting up. I've been moving around. I remember, I remember those <laughs> But, um, yeah, that was the thought process. I think it's always about continuous improvement. And I can tell you this. If you take those rep, if you get those repetitions in, and no matter what you do, you get those repetitions in, when you look back, you're going to be like, man, you know what? You're never going to be satisfied. That's, that's what that work is about. You're going to be like, okay, man, I look good. But I need to do a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, let me see if I can take it up a little bit more. Let me see if I can do a little bit more. And I got to stay consistent. And then one day of not doing it, you're going to feel it. You're going to be like, man, I feel bad about myself, man. Well, I'm a failure. Y'all took one day off from the gym. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that for real. Okay. Um, I remember growing up, I, I, I had aged out basically for child support. So instead of it going directly to my mom, it would come to me. Because my birthday was late, came in December, I was about, I was really a year behind in school, but I had another six months basically of high school as an adult and the money would come directly to me. So I felt like I was winning, but because we didn't have much, the little money I was getting, I had to give it to my brother so we could pay for his car note. So in, again, I'm, I'm thinking about boy meets world and it's like, why in the world is an 18 year old, a, a fresh 18 year old paying a legitimate bill for a brother who's three years older. And I never thought about it until this conversation just now. What was that preparing me for? It was preparing me to, to be in that mindset that I might be doing okay, but if the next man isn't, is it my responsibility to help them out? Finn, you mentioned it, like when somebody is completely vulnerable or incapable of being totally independent, what is your responsibility? And because again, I always say I didn't have that balance, mom, dad. So it was just mom's perspective, older brother's perspective, grandma's perspective. I didn't know how to internalize that. So it made me mad and it made me resent my brother. And my brother at the same time, he moved out. He wasn't even really trying to come back because he didn't want to be under them same rules we had to follow. So it's just, it's interesting when you, when you think about um, Dwight, what you were saying, even the senses, which sense was being tested? Was that my sense of humility? Was that my sense of poise? Did I need to be a little bit more calm and be more empathetic? Or did I need to be like, no, this is my money that I ain't seen because it was going to you first. Now it's finally coming to me and I can't even do nothing with it. So, so I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I believe, I, honest, in my, honest to God, I believe in my heart, somebody's going to hear this and it's going to help because there's so many situations as men that we go, we ain't got to put the black in there. As men, there's so many situations we go through where we got to be Superman and put that cape on. We don't even realize, and this is connecting it directly to the workout. We don't even realize the reps that we're putting in when we're young, what our body's going to look like when we get older. And here we are five, 10, 15, 20 years later. And it's like, bro, that work got me right. Oh, yeah, Never would have guessed that. Never oh, yeah. would have guessed it. So thank you for bringing that up. I didn't even think about that till just now. It's all about those reps. And I'll tell you this, man. Um, it, it does something for your mental, too, because when you're putting in that work, one thing you're going to lean back on is, man, I thought I couldn't do it. I remember, <laughs> man, I remember, uh, I remember Dwight, man, he was like first kicking it in the gym. And he couldn't even like, he couldn't even do one plate. On, on each side, you know, like 45s on each side. And it wasn't because 
he just like he just never knew that that was even a target you know just from a strength standpoint and then that consistency that consistency and he was like hey man let me try it put two plates on there just after a while let me try it put two plates on there man i recorded that video with a smile on my face i sent it to everybody i knew I'm like <laughs> <laughs> put two plates on there like look i'm gonna get it up he getting up 10 times like it's nothing and then he just rack him and then he just walked off like hey you know i just wanted to see if i could do it and i know that he walked off like in a humble type of confident mode but it's more like man i couldn't do this one day and i just said i want to try it and i'm able to go out there and do it not knowing i probably could have did it a while ago but it's just that i had the mental reps as well as the physical reps to put me in the game to where i'm able to do this and do it easily yep yep man them reps that's that's my takeaway for today uh, is is the reps? How many reps you put in? I like consider that stolen, brothers. To this day, that's like one of my biggest. Uh, you were they always ask you, you know, what I'm saying what's a big accomplishment in your life, and that's a big accomplishment in my life. Like, forget you know graduating high school. That's that's cool and all, but to me, what what a pivotal moment in my life was going to the gym and putting up them plates and knowing that I never thought that that was possible for me. You know, I was always the skinny, the skinny dude that you know. I always thought I wanted to do that or I, I could do that one day, but you don't you don't put in the work. You just say I could do that and you ain't really you ain't really doing nothing, you know, putting in the work to do it. So when I when I when I put them up, it was a big deal for me. It's still a big deal to this day. I rely on that to say, you know what, whatever it is that I want to do, I know I could do it because that was something that I know that at that time I didn't think I could do and I did it. That's Dope. that's that's Dope. the definition of me of Boy Meets World, right? Yeah. You're 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 looking back and you see a lot of things in life and you look at it like you know what, if I really wanted to, I could do this. If I really wanted to, I can do that. And then what you end up saying is, you know that you could possibly achieve this certain level of success, but you never really put in the reps. You never put in the work. Yep. And, and then I always had that vision to say, okay, look, for real, when I say get this work, I'm not talking about like, let's just work out. We are about to get it in. When we leave here, we're going to feel like, oh my goodness, there is nothing in the way that I can't get out of my way. Yeah. And 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 I think that that's the achievement. That's whole the whole idea of if you're willing to put in those repetitions, you're willing to build that muscle memory. When you're getting those reps in, you're working both. You're becoming physically and mentally strong. So whenever you're faced with that obstacle which is crossing over, you're able to achieve that and actually do it, do it confidently because you know that there were certain things that you couldn't do that you're able to do and do with perfect form. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do it, right. and, and, and do it uh, because of the practice and without hurting yourself. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's also, it's also uh, times, you know, when you're doing it and, and your arms are weak and they're shaking, and you like, all right, I'm I'm done. And then you say in your mind, no, nah, I got two more reps of this. And you realize your mind pushes your body further than you ever thought it would. When your body want to break down, you you tell yourself, nah, I said I was doing ten. I'm gonna do ten. Hey, y'all, y'all, I feel I'm feeling real motivated today. He about to make me go work out again. Man. I did something this morning. I'm about to, you know, I, I, right. I might have to get back into it one right. time. I did. I was like, I did my workout today. I'm about to have to jump back out here. So question for both of y'all. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar familiar you are with it, um, but, you know, Simone Biles is, is, a, is, a, is a superstar uh, in the Black community. And 
because of some some issues that she was dealing with, she decided to you know pull back for for I don't know if it was all of the events or or just a specific one. I'm not sure, but it was behind you know what other people athletes specifically have been dealing with the mental impacts of you know the expectations of performing. Um, the the challenges of not doing great and how you deal with that and it made me think when you're saying it's it's your set did she do her team a disservice by not finishing her set all right so i'm, I'm i gotta jump in on this one brother okay. uh, white i'm gonna let you jump in in a second man i saw something you know uh a little bit earlier today i believe and it was on simone biles and as i was thinking about it like i'm a, I'm a really big fan of what she's done i feel like she shouldn't even have to do it anymore she's already showed that she's the greatest uh based off of her previous performance so anything she's doing right now is just like hey you should just appreciate her for being there and smiling um however this this is what i saw and it really stuck out to me and it says uh, simone biles won nationals with broken toes and both feet worlds with a kidney stone and has carried the burden of being the face of sexual assault survivors as a national institution failed to support them. Half of y'all are yelling about toughness, can't even handle wearing a mask. <laughs> and that's the set that she's she's completing right now. She's going to complete that. And everybody's gonna recognize that if your mind's not in it, you gotta get that right. Remember, the body has to pull the mind, the mind has to pull the body. Right now, her body is pulling her mind away from gymnastics that stuff doesn't matter right yeah. now i think she's fighting the right fight she only dropped out of i believe the the group part of it because she felt like they had a better where her mind wasn't there so she wasn't really competing at the level that she knows she's able to compete at so to help the team out she said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna sit out because y'all have a better chance of of, of, of achieving that goal that i've already tasted how many other times, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm going to try to sit back and get my mental right so that, you know, when it comes in the single competition that, you know, I'll try my best. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that she is fighting a, a bigger fight. I mean, at least from my perspective, the fight is way bigger. I'm not trying to go this. I'm not trying to go this route, Joel. So if, if this is not the route you want to go, then I won't do it. But let's oh, be please. truthful. Let's be truthful, yeah. man. Let's. You seen them Jamaicans come out there and then and and and, and they ran. They took man. gold, silver, and bronze. She said uh, something like, "Do you miss me yet?" You know, like the USA wasn't even represented in that race, right? Yeah. Black woman dealing with certain situations. I'm just. I'm gonna call it what it is. Black woman dealing with certain situations, and her country don't support her, but she's gonna go out there and then win gold medals for them. Nah. Simone Biles, same situation, same situation. I'm going to sit this one out, right? You're going to start seeing it everywhere. And I feel like that's what USA does. Like, what can you do for me? And yeah, we, we as long as you win us gold medals and we look good in front of the world, we're cool. We'll support you. But they're not even supporting these women's mental health. And it's a mental health thing in the USA, period, not just in the Olympics. Man, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And there's these people are out here risking their lives for, for real for real. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like risking their lives in tokyo <laughs> brother in tokyo 
for a country that they're gonna come back over here going back to that same conversation that we talked about with black superman right these people that will end up leaving the country to to fight for the country to make the country look good to come back and then face the things that they got to face i think it's a bigger plan and I'm, i'm with her you know it's still her set so that's the set that she's actually pushing through right now and maybe y'all need to get some of these L's. Interesting. That's that's an interesting perspective. Only because I was, um, there's another young lady who was uh, supposed to run in 2020 before it got postponed. And she missed one test from the anti-doping agency. One test. And turns out she missed the test uh, because she had an abortion. And because she 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 did a couple of things though she number one she didn't respond to him didn't answer the door answer the phone calls and when she finally got the documents um, she forged the dates on the documents and it was interesting because similarly to this a lot of people came to her side saying that the you know the Olympics they need to do a better job but then I'm like but same time there's got to be a level of accountability first off. If you are an athlete on that level, why are you having unprotected sex? That's number one, putting yourself in a position to jeopardize your career that you work so hard for. And then number two, you've shown us by forging these documents that there's some character issues there as well. But now the world is coming to the aid. Not, I don't want to say coming to the aid, but there are a lot of various outlets coming out defending and saying that she should have been able to run because of the circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. And then I got to thinking about Paul George and Paul George's admittance to in the bubble, not being there, dealing with the mental issues, same thing. And I think about how the on, on one side, depending on gender, you might get pandered to, but Paul George got criticized and every other NBA player started going at him way harder. So now you're starting to see Paul George in the middle of little dust-ups, little tussles often because people were basically saying he was a punk. And it's just, I bring all of this up because I still think, I look at everything that we're talking about in terms of boy meets world. There's some steps that you have to take as an individual. The first step is you got to be accountable. What Dwight was saying is when I was looking at things this way, this was the outcome. I had to realize that there's a bigger picture. He held himself accountable and now he's where he is today. And I'm looking at these folks and I'm like, all right, I respect anybody who's dealing with something, but there's also gotta be a piece of accountability in there that I think gets overlooked oftentimes, especially by us when it's our champions. And I say champions, not just sport, but the people that are out there doing the thing and representing people of color at a level where we can be proud of them. I think we put them, we, we hold them to a level of esteem because they are champions, but we don't always hold them to the same level of accountability. That's why I was asking that question. Now, in the Simone Biles case, I have no idea what's going on with her yet. All that has not come out, but I just, I threw it out there because I was listening to some, some content uh, and I thought it was interesting, you know, because you can take either side, either it's a, hey, she let her team down or, hey, she needs to go take care of herself. Either way it goes, we don't have all the information, but I want to throw that out there because it connects directly to the, as I'm making, as, as I'm traversing this life, trying to yeah. get to this next point, this next stage, what have I understood about me that's going to help me to get here? Uh, in the case of Shakari, 
I'm like, man, she's a, an amazing runner, but I'm not finna sit here and believe for one minute that that was the first time she ever smoked weed. She is built for domination on that track and field, man. So yeah. with that, with that, I'm, I'm gonna give her that. Um, but one thing I'll say is that maybe it's not her first time. What I will say about the anti-doping agency and a failed test and all of those things, whatever the case may be, that it, to me that's not a uh, a a drug that's going to make you a better runner. You know absolutely what I mean? Not. I mean, I'm absolutely just, not. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. It's not it's gonna make you a better runner. And then the other thing of it, it I, th I feel like a lot of the people, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's executives, I feel like a lot of those individuals, they they have their investments tied up in the same type of product. Yes. That they're saying that she can't be an athlete in an Olympic event. And then here mm -hmm. we go. And then that even furthers my point about Jamaica. Come on, man. Listen. <laughs> my roots my roots my roots are from the caribbean joel i'm talking to you from this perspective that if anybody in america whether it be because they just don't really understand how many islands are in the caribbean when they think about jamaica it's probably in the top three things that they think about jamaica we know cannabis is one of those top three right jamaica placed in gold silver and bronze I don't care what you say, how you say it. Jamaica, let's say there's weed out there. Let's say there's cannabis out there. They got the fastest runners. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, and you, America didn't have one person in that race. Yeah. Uh, from Simone Biles, I feel like a lot of people, they mask racism, they mask bias in uh, the form of a team. Because we all know the team is made up of individual players that at one point in time, they had to be exceptional individuals. Mm -hmm. You don't just make a team by being a great team player. You know right. what I mean? Like a, a top-notch team. You don't go to the professionals because you were a great team player in high school. No. You know, you had to stand out. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that when they look at some, Simone Biles, they didn't look at her and they didn't want her to be a team player. They wanted her to win it for the team. Mm-hmm. So when people mask certain conversations about this and that as a team, that's being masked behind the idea that she was supposed to win it for everybody. And I think that that part right there is what we get caught up in. We know what playing a team sport looks like playing football, playing basketball, even in recreation. Right. We know what that looks like. But the truth of the matter is a team is made up of highly talented individuals. individuals. Facts. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, no, I like it. I, and I wanted to, again, I wanted to bring that up on purpose because I think it's it's levels and layers to that conversation that connect directly to the boy or woman meets world for that matter. Like, what are all the steps that you've gone through in your lifetime? What have you learned? What have you had to deal with? How did it make you better? And then today, what are you going to do when you have an opportunity to make a, a make noise or make a stand? Uh, how are you going to go about doing it? Because I, I believe, this is Joel's personal belief, I believe there comes a time in every, especially people who are, um, I say famous, but people who are given notoriety based off of something they do, whether it's sports, music, entertainment, whatever it is, there comes a point when you can clearly define the line of 
I will not go beyond this line because this starts to compromise my morals. And some people don't always step to the plate and be like, you know what? Uh, they, they offered a lot of money. I can get my, I can get my, uh, <laughs> my self-respect back, you know, after I get this $2 million check. And that's why I'm also curious to know if it's, if it's one of those moral stands that we're not a part of them conversations. So we don't know, but it makes me wonder, like, did somebody come at her on some, on some BS? And she, like you said, like, you know what, I'm just going to pull myself and I'm gonna see what y'all do without me. Let's, let's see what that look like. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought, again, it, it connected pretty well to this conversation. So I wanted to bring that up, just kind of throw it out there for, for get y'all's perspective. And Dwight, I would love to hear your perspective on just as, as you see these, because these athletes are getting younger and younger too. Let, let's look at that. Like NBA, these superstars at 19, 20, 21 years old. As you're starting to age, but you haven't fully become that man, as we talked about, or that woman just yet, what is that pressure like in this era trying to uh, get to that next level? This what I, and I, this is what I'll say. It also, adding more to that, which now they have this name, image, and likeness thing coming out where you can be mm-hmm. in high school and you ready, you can already set up yourself to where I'm making a million dollars right out of high school. So now the, the pressure is, is, is really big now for those, for those people. You, you don't even have to wait till you get a, a, a professional to be a superstar True. at this point. You know what I'm saying? Nike going to call you a superstar while you were a junior in high school and you haven't went through pretty much anything yet. Yep. A lot of people are going to always try to like push their narrative. It's important for us to own our narrative. Whatever that situation is that Simone Biles is fighting, there has to be some level of support from an emotional standpoint or like a, just having empathy for the situation because a lot of the gymnasts, at least from what I'm seeing, they didn't compete when she was competing she actually stood up and she won those gold medals when all of that like behind the scenes stuff was going on and then what they end up doing is they deal with the one problem but not the institutional piece of it there's some institutional problems um in the olympics that a lot of people don't call out because they want to save face i I can't speak on that i don't i don't want to speak on that because i don't know but i feel like some of those things will come out uh sooner than later and then we just got to trust and believe and support some of those people that are able to really make change or at least facilitate change for those individuals like us on the uh, bottom levels or, or actually on the ground doing the work. So that, that's where I know I think it's a balance, Joel. Like, you know, from an accountability standpoint, I think she has to be accountable to herself because you know it in any situation. If your mind ain't in it, then you got to get your mind right. And she is at peak physical fitness. Yeah. There's nothing that she, that I can do that she can't ten times <laughs> right. better, right? A hundred right. times better, right? So, <laughs> so from a physical standpoint, her body has been pulling her mind. At least that's the way that I see it. Especially if you're a gymnast or an Olympic gymnast. So for her mind to not be in it, then I gotta respect that, and I I need her to to get that right, so she can go out and execute some other things. Because let's be real, man. Olympics only come around like once in, you know, like every leap year or whatever like that, every four years. What's she going to do in between all this other time? You know, she needs to get herself situated and she's probably going to have a greater story to tell. Um, And we just got to support that throughout the process. At least that's our job. That's our role right now because we don't know what everybody's dealing with. And I'd hate, hate to be the person to throw stones 
and then come back and then you see that she was actually fighting a bigger fight. Yeah, no, I'm with that. And, and I'll say it this way. I'm 100% with you in terms of the support, as long as that same energy is kept across the board. Because like I said, that ain't the support Paul George got. So I'm gonna throw that out there and leave it there. We, not just us, but the world needs to start doing a better job. Because because again, it, it is very unlikely that men are going to get that same type of support. If Kevin Durant right now were to fold up, pack it up, go home, and say, mentally, I'm just dealing with too much the stress of the bubble season, this condensed COVID season, then the Olympics right after we were supposed to win a championship and two guys was hurt on my team, it's a lot of pressure. I can't deal with it. I'm, I'm going to bet and I'm going to bet a lot that he's not going to receive the same same type of support. I guarantee the criticism will be there. And that's what I'm saying. As long as the accountability is there for everyone, I have no problems with holding up that level of respect and waiting for whatever to come out in the wash. But that's not the case right now. So I've got to call it out is my point. So are you saying that they are, uh, there's a lot, there's outpouring of support for women based yes. off of the situation, but you don't see it in the same level as far as the, the male perspective. I, I'm saying, unfortunately, to this point, I have not seen that consistently. Uh, and, and even sadder because we have real cases where men have done similar things. Like I said, I just mentioned the Paul George one because that was such a hot button topic during the bubble. Uh, but the reality was he didn't get that support. And, and you go to the barbershops, he wasn't getting that support, but we go to the barbershops. I'm pretty sure Simone would get that support in the barbershops. And to me, that's interesting that that even being men and understanding that when the boy meets world, there's a lot that he's already going to be forced to fight against. The number one supporter of black men should be black men. But a black man will come out and support like a Simone Biles in an instance like this before they would support their own brother. And to me, that's a challenge. Man, I think. I think that's tough because the same people that wasn't supporting Paul George at the situation, I, w- I would say that they know a little bit more. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like this, Joel. I'm not trying to be like this. <laughs> I know what you're doing. But it in that bubble, man. They seen this man out here doing some stuff, man. That you know what I mean. They seen it. They they they, they witnessed that. They were all very close. Everybody was on the same team, pretty much. And they probably right. saw some things that's like, man, you know. You can't use mental health, man. You know, I got I got a partner out here dealing with mental health issues. Uh, LeBron, I think he said something. He said, look, if he got traded to Orlando, he would just quit. He would just retire. He's not going to Orlando. He's yeah. never coming back to Orlando. And that it has nothing to do with the city. He does not dislike the city. He dislikes the situation of being in that bubble. I can't see my family. I can't see my wife. I can't see my kids. You know, like all of that type of stuff right there. Let's be real. And the shortened season, the, all those injuries that's been going on, mm-hmm. we know that is taxing on mental health, right? However, if your mind is not strong, you are ridiculed. That is, that's why we got to own our narrative, but we also got to be comfortable and be vulnerable in certain situations to say, hey, I'm not right. Yeah. Joel, I'm not right right now. I need to check some balances. Am I tripping? Yep. This is how I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, and I, and I think I think uh, I think a big part of that uh, Paul George situation was that you know, which I think a lot of I think what we do to a lot of athletes that we criticize 
is when you outspoken. He came out and he had called himself playoff P. So he was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, now you now you you braggadocious, you bragging, you know what I'm saying? You 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 poking your chest out a little bit. So when you when when we feel like you failed or you're not meeting our expectations, now we get to ridicule you because you spoke out, you spoke out first. So it's like, you know, as soon as That's somebody feel, as soon as somebody feel like they're standing tall and they fall down, the first thing a lot of people want to do is all right, he down now. Let's kick him, kick him mm-hmm. down. So you know, it's, that's, a, that's a big part of what we do to a lot of our uh, sports athletes that are out here that kind of speak out. You know, the first thing you want to do to LeBron when he speaks out about third certain things, they want to tell him, well, nah, shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like, you know, a lot of those things, they don't really, you know what I'm saying, we we, we do have a, a big part in, we play a big part in in, in that and how they how they choose to act. So I can't, I can't blame them when they want to say, you know what, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yep. you, you just get tired of putting forth that effort. But one thing I will say, you got you to gotta be true to yourself. You got to understand yeah. what you're, what you're, for me, it's the council. For him, it's probably his circle of influence. It's, it's probably his support system. They've been able to move around a little bit. They weren't in the, the bubble this year in this playoffs. And uh, Kawhi was out. You can't say Paul George didn't step it up. It was playoff P this year. And a lot of people got to shut up yeah. and forget yeah. about what happened last year because he was doing his thing this year. Yeah, truth. Truth. And so, and in that, that's when that's when you got we got to now in return give the same amount of ridicule. We got to get the same yes. amount of praise. There yes, you go. that's where I was going with it. And it, it's funny too. Uh, I'm glad you said that, Dwight, because something else you said made me think. Because Simone got braggadocious also with the goat emblem on her leotard. Yeah. So, so realistically, we have the same right. If we had that right with Paul George, because I agree, if you elevate yourself, like you can't give yourself a nickname, somebody else got to give you a nickname. That's the way it works in the the neighborhood. You get a nickname. You don't choose your own. But when you put it out there, when it goes bad, you have every right to say something about it. So that's why I was bringing that up, too. Joe, that's that's too much, man. That's too much meat, man. Come on, man. We got to stop, man. We got to stop. I mean, I mean, you know, we got we to talk about that, though. We're going to have to talk about that. You don't give yourself a nickname. Yeah. The people don't. do. Like, for yeah. real. They, yeah. You got, you you just, you just say, hey, they call me, right? You yeah. can't say, I call me. You can't, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm finna be, I'm finna be podcast Joel, if that's man, the case. come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I like that. You know, that they, they, it can't, it's not that I call me. Or you yeah. can call me. They call me. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. So I mean And I don't necessarily I don't necessarily agree with what they call me. They just I mean, hey, it's out of my hand. Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> yep. Facts. Life is good, man. I said this, man. Like if it's one thing I can do with wrapping up this conversation is you go upon your journey and and you're meeting the world or you're facing that world, you gotta understand that getting to work is important, right? We're gonna take that away. You gotta get into work. You got to get the reps in and with you getting the reps in, you're going to make your name and they're going to call you something. So mm. you got to put in the work to earn that nickname. Yep. Now, either way it goes, you're going to be putting in some reps of something. If it's reps of sleeping, if it's reps of foolishness, if it's reps of uh, studying, if it's reps of in a gym, whatever it is, you're going to earn your nickname and it's out of your control. All you got to do is, hey, they called me this. That's what I got from. I'm a, I'm a shut up, but uh, I, I love that. That is that correlation you just made, beautiful. 
So I, I'm gonna be holding on to that because whatever I put out there, that's the nickname I'm gonna get. I love that. And I and before Dwight, before you go, man, let me say this too. Thank you. I appreciate you again just for coming on, uh, uh, speaking from your perspective, from your experiences. This is exactly the type of stuff we need. So I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but the support that's needed is gonna be the support that we give each other. That's what's gonna be the most critical thing to getting us over that hurdle. We need to support each other, period. Now, you ain't gonna be friends with everybody. You ain't gonna be cool with everybody. You may not have a chance, but when those chances do come, you gotta do it. So like Fan said, we just meeting today. Uh, I don't know what I could do, how I could do it, but if there's anything I can do to be like some type of, of any type of assistance, let me know. And, and if I can do it, I will. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate the platform, you know, I appreciate you guys for bringing me on. Uh, one thing I like to also, another analogy I would like to make is also when you say support is in the, also in the gym, what we have is you have somebody that you call a spotter. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's when things are getting heavy, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and you got this, that, that person behind you that, you know, give you a little, a little, a little boost, a little energy. It might not, he might not even touch the, the bar for you. All he might do is say, you got it, you got it. And that might be enough for you to say, you know what? I got this and you push through, you push through it. So, you know, I appreciate you guys. And, you know, a lot of times all you need, all you need to hear is, you know what? You got this. So I appreciate you guys for, you know, uh, bringing me on and I'm a, I'm going to take this and it's going to motivate me to, to get to that larger picture. Man, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, Dwight, one more thing. Drop your socials, man, so they you know, get you some followers, man. Let people see what you're talking about whenever <laughs> yeah. you do get on social, you know? Yeah, uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at uh, Whip It White. That's W-H-I-P-I-T uh, White, you know. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, follow me. Stay, uh, stay in tune. And uh, I got some things dropping, so, you know, we working. We working, man. Dope. Whip It White, man. He whipping it up. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll definitely catch up. I appreciate it all, everybody. Big thank you to Dwight for joining us today. To learn more about Dwight and everything he has going on, we link to his information in the show notes. Now, we value good conversations and good relationships, and this is one that we would truly cherish. So why not reach out to Dwight and let him know that you enjoyed the episode while you're at it. Please, share the podcast with your friends and your enemies, because whether it's news, entertainment, or help, everyone's dosing something, come and get yours. So we aspire to inspire until we expire. Until next time.